Hi, boys and girls. Like you, Santa is listening to the Merry Little Podcast of MyMerryChristmas.com. Merry Christmas and welcome to another episode of the Merry Little Podcast of MyMerryChristmas.com. My name is Jeff Westover, lead shepherd at the Merry Forms of My Merry Christmas, our little gathering place online where we have celebrated Christmas together these past 30 years. This episode of the Merry Little Podcast is sponsored by SantaSlay.org, our merry little community effort to give back a little each holiday season. And what a week it has been for Santa Slay. Our donations were modest at best this year, partly because I've been absent from the effort for the most part, but we were able to help five or six families with what we raised this year, and those funds were exhausted a couple weeks ago in anticipation of Christmas. Well, late on Thursday or Friday of last week, I heard of a situation where some help was needed for a family trying to pay their heating bills, and I thought we would come up with a few bucks to try and help out. So via the Merry Forums, I put the word out, and within 30 minutes, those funds were raised, and then some. Within less than 24 hours, we had another large sum of money to work with, so I returned to a situation with the single mom and her need for car repairs. At Santa Sleigh, we always work with sponsors. These are people who are hands-on with the giving. They deliver, take care of the details, and guard our anonymity, which is crucial to the giving that we do each year at Santa Slay. These sponsors are usually churches, but we also have worked with scout troops or PTA groups or police departments and other community-based organizations. Well, this single mom didn't have a sponsor, and once her car got to the mechanic, the needs involved ended up being a lot more than we could anticipate. I even spoke to the owner of the garage who told me the repairs were likely far more than the value of the vehicle, and he was hesitant to work on it because the car just has so much that was wrong with it. Well, the extra funds in hand, I decided to look back at the situation and called the mechanic back to revisit it. But instead of talking to the owner again, I got the owner's wife, and she literally jumped at the chance to fix the car and help the single mom out. When I explained that we didn't have a sponsor, she told me that they, the garage, would be the sponsor. As I tell you this today, Sunday, December 19th, that car is still in the garage, and three mechanics have been working on it all weekend. So, too, is now a detailer who was recruited by the owner's wife, and so, too, is a body shop, also recruited by her. From what I can tell, there are at least six people knocking themselves out to deliver that car tomorrow. This is the power of the Christmas community and the magic of Santa's sleigh. What was once just a little plea for some added money to help take care of a heating bill has turned into an effort of giving by people through small donations from all over the world to folks in a local community pulling together to help the one. And that's Christmas, folks. And it's a theme we want to explore in a very personal way in this episode of the Merry Little Podcast. The work of Santa's sleigh is medicine for me right now. And some of you know why, and I'll explain more of that in a minute. But let me just point out that Christmas, this Christmas, has been something of great anticipation this year, at least for me and my wife. We have, for months, been discussing all that we wanted to do. 
the lights, the tree, the decorations, the food, the movies and concerts. Well, the works, you could say, of Christmas, we were really anticipating this year. The anticipation of Christmas is a theme we frequently come back to. From Advent calendars to the great Christmas countdown on the Merry Forums, the art of just getting to Christmas is just a huge part of Christmas itself. We find it best summarized in this great song from our friends, the Barefoot Movement, who we showcased a little bit in our Christmas music episode of this year. This original song is all about another element of anticipating Christmas. It's a song my wife and so many others have fallen in love with since we shared their video on MyMerryChristmas.com several weeks ago. And this song is called, I Just Wish It Would Snow. Christmas time coming round the bend Calls my heart to win I was a little girl I still remember the chill From sledding down that hill Such an innocent thrill In my winter world I just wish it would snow Country roads all the 
Christmas cheer But this year it's too warm in Tennessee Our heartfelt thanks goes out to the Barefoot Movement for allowing us to share that song here on the Merry Little Podcast. If you haven't checked them out yet, please visit their YouTube channel, which is linked in the show notes for this episode. They do a virtual Christmas concert every year, and we've watched the videos that they've had of the last two years' worth, and these guys are just great. They're a lot of fun. You'll enjoy these videos and take yourself to a new flavor of Christmas music, new and original as well as covers of traditional favorites by watching these concerts. We're glad to have the Barefoot Movement as friends and hope they keep making great Christmas music like this for us. In our last episode, we shared a new version of O Come, O Come, Emmanuel and talked a bit about it being the oldest Christmas song on record. Not surprisingly, for a 1,200-year-old Christmas song, well, it's a song about anticipation. There's that theme once more. But like so many songs at Christmas, it focuses on the baby, the Christ child. The baby is something we'd like to address in this episode of the podcast because we received a message from a listener asking some questions. I get two kinds of letters through the podcast. Some begin with, Dear Mr. Westover, and others begin with, Hey Jeff. To a fault, the Dear Mr. Westover letters are always all business. They usually come from someone wanting to advertise 
or get publicity for a song or a book or a product or a service related to Christmas. The Hey Jeff messages usually come from people who understand that our website and podcast is not some money-making theme. They realize that this is a heart-driven effort and they want to share their Christmas with us in some way. Well, this is a Hey Jeff letter and after discussing it with the sender, he's allowed me to use his first name and part of what he wrote for this episode. Hey Jeff, it says, I'm a 34-year-old Christmas freak and a listener to your podcast. I have two kids, I drive truck, and I listen to a lot of Christmas podcasts, and I love them all. Christmas is something I celebrate all year. I keep a wreath on the grill of my rig. Christmas lights are on in the cab. At home, we have Christmas up all the time, including my pride and joy, my major award, a leg lamp in the front window of our house. I love this guy. His name is Bobby. And while he is not yet a member of the Merry Forums, he knows enough about us to swear to joining the Christmas card exchange someday. His note struck a chord with me because it hits me at a very sensitive time. As many of you know, last month, very suddenly, I lost my dad, who was battling cancer. I had been living with him and doing the podcasts from his kitchen table for the past 15 months. Now, my dad was a big fan of My Merry Christmas, supporting me in our efforts there since the very beginning 30 years ago. He was a listener to the podcast. He participated as a voice in Tracking Santa. He helped with music and playlists for Kringle Radio. Short of participating on the forums, he did just about everything. Dad's passing was unexpected in the sense that he was two days away from his final treatment, and he was making good progress. He was sounding strong, and we were making big plans. And the first big plans that we were making were for Christmas. He was so sick last Christmas that it was practically a non-existent thing for both of us. Yes, we had the tree and the lights up and plans were made, but everything changed when he got really, really sick around the 20th of December. Christmas Eve and Christmas Day passed with no celebration at all. He couldn't eat. He couldn't talk. He just couldn't function. So this Christmas was going to be really different. We were going to bust out of the isolation, see the lights, hear the music, experience the season as we had always known and loved it. My sisters were fixing all of his favorite foods and the gathering plans were made to bring all the children and great-grandchildren and uh, the entire family over to the house. It was all put on the calendar. But things changed in the early morning hours of November 16th. He went from being strong and robust at about 9 p.m., and then by 3 a.m. he was gone. A r rapid deterioration, like he was on an unstoppable runaway train. For me, it has sucked the Christmas out of me once again. Just the stuff of dealing with his passing. And I want you to know that I'm not complaining here. I'm actually feeling quite blessed because I just had a very sacred time in 15 months straight with my father. He was okay in going. He told me that many times. And I'm okay in him going because his suffering is over. I learned that when my mom died, I learned that grief is a necessary thing, a new level of love, and we all have to experience it. And I've been going through it because that's what happens when we invest in the relationships of family. It's normal, it's hard, and ultimately, it's good. But I didn't realize how much I needed to hear Bobby's letter, and more importantly, his question. 
listen to this remarkable message. Quote, I grew up, I think, like most American kids. We celebrated Christmas every year, and it included everything I love now. Santa, Rudolph, Christmas trees, snowmen, everything. I'm atheist or agnostic. I don't even know the difference well enough to tell you what I am, Jeff. I'm just not religious, though I did go to church some when I was little. I can remember every year going to my grandma's house at Christmas, and she always brought out her nativity set and set it up with us. She would tell us the story of the baby Jesus, and then she would cry. Honestly, as much as I love my grandmother, I never really understood the whole nativity thing. I know it meant a lot to her. Recently, I went to a school event for one of my kids. We ended up outside holding hands around a Christmas tree, kind of a Dr. Seuss-style Christmas event, singing Christmas songs. We did Silent Night, Joy to the World, Okama, All Ye Faithful, and Grandma's favorite, Away in a Manger. And I don't know why, but remembering Grandma brought tears to my eyes as we sang Away in a Manger. It caught the notice of my seventh grader. She asked me why I was crying, and I told her it was because of Grandma who she never knew and had never met. It got me to thinking, all these songs at Christmas we sing every year, they all talk about the baby Jesus. They don't talk about preaching or commandments or the other stuff of church. They talk about the baby. As a man of science, a person of reason, the whole baby Jesus thing just escapes me. I listen to a lot of Christmas podcasts, but yours is the only one I know that might talk about this. Please don't preach to me. Just explain this baby Jesus thing so I can understand it. Silly as this sounds, what does the baby Jesus have to do with Christmas? Well, for as much as Bobby needs to ask that question for me, and all I'm going through right now, I need to answer it. And the answer about the baby begins with the simple lesson from children. I am a child of God. This song was taught to me when I was little, and one that I sang frequently while growing up. It addresses the big question of, who am I? A question everyone, and I don't care who you are, where you come from, has to address at some time during their life. Understanding, acknowledging, or knowing that you are a child of God, I think, is the first part of understanding the baby that we speak of and sing of at Christmas. That association, me as a child, Jesus as a baby, establishes commonality. And for some people, that isn't something you should do. After all, Jesus is described as the Savior of the world. We use terms like light of the world, our Redeemer of all mankind, to describe Jesus. And how can any of us relate to that? 
And yes, he's all of those things. And they are phrases and words for another day, another discussion. But for all of our purposes here, we need to see that Jesus came into this world as a baby. And that is important to know. He came into the world just like you and me. And that's the first lesson we learn in our answer to understanding the nativity. It's a meaningful thing, this stuff of babies. On the day my dad passed, we welcomed another new grandson in our family on the same day. Tell me that doesn't get you thinking. How do you process the clear absence of someone who was just there? And how do you comprehend the clear presence of a new soul, one with his own personality and talents and preferences? If you believe in science, you have to know that this earth is a place. It's physical. It's been here a long time, and it endures somehow. Only the rocks live forever, wrote James Missioner of Native American Belief. But rock is physical, and we as people, well, we're something different. To believe we exist only when we live on this earth is something science has not quite embraced. Science is smart enough to say we just don't know what happens to us when we die. But clearly, there's more to know. Each child born into this world adds a presence. Each person who departs leaves a hole. Is it reasonable to suggest that that light goes on only when coming into this world and goes off only when the body dies? And what do these questions have to do with the baby? To answer, we need to return to the theme of anticipation. Just as we anticipate Christmas with calendars and countdowns, that baby, Jesus, was anticipated long, long before he was miraculously conceived. O come, Emmanuel, O come, a term of anticipation, and Emmanuel, a name meaning God with us. The words of that oldest of all Christmas songs are based on an Old Testament prophecy of Isaiah, who wrote of the coming of the baby 750 years before that night in Bethlehem. Now, you talk about anticipation. But if Jesus was known before he was born, what does that tell us about us? Were we known before we were born? Wouldn't reason cause us to conclude that if Jesus was known before he was born and he came as a baby, that we, as babies, were known before we were born as well? That commonality, again, extends to all life until the end. When it was over for Jesus, so it will be over for us. My dad, for all that he was and all that he thought and all that he gave, died and is gone. Jesus died and was gone. But he wasn't. This is the message of Easter, that he rose again. That incredible story is backed by science, I say. Dozens of people witnessed him days and weeks after he died and was laid to rest. They not only saw him, they touched him. They ate with him. They talked with him. Dozens and dozens of people witnessed this. And those are facts. Who is anyone, even science, to deny those witnesses? A great prophet once taught, intelligence cannot be created or made. And that principle has rested on my mind since the night I lost my dad. We are, as a species, so smart and stupid at the same time. We rise above all other species because we think. We change. To use the words of science, we evolve. What other species does that? 
Is a monkey from 2,000 years ago different from a monkey today? Is a man or a woman? Well, yes, we are. Again, the evidence of our evolution is all around us. It's science. The baby, in his life, would go on to teach us many things. But his coming, which we celebrate at Christmas, was celebrated long before he ever got here. The scriptures, if we are to believe them, teach that it was the plan from the beginning that that baby would come into the world. As we have explained before, the name of Christ is not actually a name. It's a title. It means anointed one, or one chosen before. So it's no wonder Jesus was anticipated and celebrated before he came to earth. It was known, and Christmas was celebrated, long before Bethlehem, because that was the plan. Consider the wise men, another biblical part of the Christmas story that most people just do not understand. We know that they came from far away, from somewhere in the east, following a star, which was told to them to be a sign of his coming. They left long before Joseph and Mary ever got to Bethlehem, and they didn't find that Christ child until he was more than two years old. Somehow, they had a knowledge of him. Somehow, they had faith enough to follow the star. Somehow, they persisted for two years to come bearing gifts. Well, what are we to make of all that? How are we to understand that? Once again, the voices of children teach us. Listen to the words. Be with
song comes courtesy of our friend Angie Killian, who has shared other music with us this season. This song she wrote with the talented Shauna Edwards, who's given us many great contemporary songs of Christmas, and we encourage you to visit the links to their YouTube channels on the show notes page for this episode. The message there is one of wisdom from the mouths of babes. Christmas and our many celebrations of it, from Santa to stockings to snowmen, is but one method of seeking him. And there are many. Bobby, when Grandma cried at the telling of the story of the nativity of her Christmas, she was telling you through her tears that the baby matters, just as you and I matter. What she was expressing was the one thing science cannot and will not ever attempt to explain. And that is the mysterious word called love. Love is what the baby is all about. Love is what draws us to each other as we hold hands around that tree and sing the songs at Christmas. Love is what makes strangers from around the world work toward meeting the needs of the one or the few, even with something as ordinary and simple as a car. Love is what causes us to embrace the wonder of a newborn and weep tears for the loss of a loved one. Love is Christmas. Christmas is love. Thank God for Grandma. And Merry Christmas, Bobby. Keep singing those great songs at Christmas. Keep pondering those words of love and of the baby. Keep up your traditions of Santa and Christmas trees and stockings. Keep anticipating the great season of Christmas and all the love that comes with it. You will come to understand it. Join us at the Merry Forums of MyMerryChristmas.com where we share not only the great stuff of Christmas, but all the love that comes with it. And from all of us at the Merry Forums, this is Jeff Westover wishing you and yours a very Merry Christmas. 